today. You already have on the screen what we're going to talk about this morning. We're going to talk about emotions. I don't know if you are someone that is comfortable talking about emotions. I'm, I certainly am not. I sometimes have even a hard time to answer when people ask me, Ruben, how are you? What do we say to that question? Do we say how we are feeling at that moment? Do we, do we just nod and, and smile? Should we tell everything that is happening in, in our hearts and, and how we're feeling uh, at that moment? Sometimes it's not a, an easy question to answer. Um, but we supposedly are living in a generation uh, that uh, now is getting much, much better at acknowledging emotions. Uh, now people even talk about a concept that is emotional intelligence. So people need and we have to get better uh, in our emotions. Companies, now companies, and many of you work in, in big companies, now sometimes they ask you, how do you feel working with us? Years ago, no one would ever ask you that. But now they want, you, they want to know how you feel. They, need, they see the importance of that. And our communication as well has never been as emotional as today. Let's see the, uh, the next slide, please. Do you know these little creatures? Do you know them? They live inside your phones. And we use them quite a lot. These emojis, nowadays we don't even have to use text to express what we want to say to other people. We use emojis, and there's an emoji for absolutely everything, almost for every single emotion that you feel. And nowadays, if you just text without sending an emoji, it's weird. How many of you agree with it? Sometimes it's weird. It feels like people are, are empty. Are you emotionless? Don't you want to put something in that? Or what, what is happening here? But if people, they respond with emojis, it's all fine. They're all, they're all okay. And I was looking into this topic, and God was really challenging me. And this was a message that I've prepared weeks ago before quarantine and all of this happened. Uh, but it's a topic that God has really working in, in my, my heart, and I've been researching about it, even though it's not an easy topic. I have to admit, it's not very easy, because the Bible does talk about emotions quite a lot, but very, very rarely we address the topic of emotions, even though it's super important for us. And so I was researching a little bit, and I, I was reading that Jesus was really a man of strong emotions. Jesus experienced joy, anger, sadness, anxiety, and someone even researched and, and put in the work of going through the Gospels and counting Jesus' emotions, how many different emotions Jesus felt in the Gospels. You want to know the number? 39. Someone counted 39 different emotions because emotions are just like that. They're very broad. And I want us to focus on the blessing that is to have emotions. Because emotions, they are a gift from God. Emotions are the capacity to feel deeply. The capacity to feel deeply. They're the fabric of what makes you. They're part of this fabric of what makes you unique as a person. And we love to feel emotions. It's important to feel emotions. Who doesn't like to feel in love? How many of you have ever felt in love? 
Okay, not many of you. Oh, all of you. We love that feeling. It's awesome. It's a beautiful feeling. Don't we love the feeling of uh, accomplishment when we've passed an exam, when we've succeeded in our work, that feel of joy, that feel of excitement? Don't we love when someone surprises us with a birthday present? Don't we love that feeling of being overwhelmed with emotions and, and joy? And emotion comes from God. The capacity to feel deeply comes from God, and we have to understand that it's a good thing. Even though there is a broad range of emotions, and sometimes it's not easy to deal with them, we need to thank God for our emotions. The Bible says in Proverbs 27, verse 19, as a face is reflected in water, so the heart, and heart as the center of physical, of emotional, of spiritual life, reflects the real person. So emotions, they help reflect what is already inside our hearts. Some people think of emotions as a product of our circumstances, of what's going outside of us, but the Bible and, and, and in reality, what happens is emotions already express what is inside of you in the first place. So when we uh, look into emotions, we have to understand that it is, they are an invitation for us to look inside our hearts. Do you, how many of you have a driver's license? How many of you drive? Okay, when we go inside the car, when you turn the key, what does show up on that dashboard of yours? Lights. You see, you see the light of the oil, you see the light of the engine, you see the, the light of the handbrake, you see so many different lights showing up. And you know why? Because every time that you would drive the car, you don't have time to open up the car and see if everything is in order. You have that set of lights that will turn on and let you know what is happening inside. And it's the same thing with our emotions. Emotions, they display what is happening inside of you. Emotions let you know that there is something going on. The lights don't tell you the whole story. We've just had car troubles and the light of the engine came on. And just that light alone, if you go look into the manual, it can be a multitude of things. So many things can be going on in the engine and you have to go look below the hood. You have to go see what is going on. And it's exactly the same things, the same thing with our emotions. They are an invitation for us to take a deep look inside our hearts and see what is going on. Because emotions, they want to get our attention. It's the way of our hearts getting our attention in order for us to respond. And I know that this uh, emotions are this world of complexity, but before we get into dealing with our emotions, can we just acknowledge and thank God for our emotions? Can we thank God that he gave us, he shared with us this beautiful ability to feel, this beautiful ability so that we can understand what is going on inside of us, this ability that allows us to understand what is going on in other people's lives, this ability to experience something so beautiful, this experience that God designed called life. And sometimes we don't like our emotions, we reject our emotions, but emotions are a gift from God. And yes, we do have to learn how to deal with them. 
We have to understand that emotions, sometimes they are misleading. We have to understand that sometimes it's not always easy to deal with the way that we feel. I want us to look into this passage in Proverbs. We're going to read lots of verses in Proverbs. Proverbs really talk about emotions. Proverbs chapter 25 and verse 28 says, A person without self-control, which is the ability to control emotions and actions, is like a city with broken down walls. We live in a generation that upholds emotions. People nowadays, and, and, and they've always said, do what you feel is right. Do what makes you happy. Follow your gut. Don't bury your feelings. Do what you feel like doing. And while we're not saying that you need to suppress your emotions and you need to ignore your emotions, the Bible clearly says that allowing emotions to take the steering wheel of your life is a dangerous thing. Emotions are not meant to take the steering wheel. They're dashboard lights. And like a city with broken down walls, if you don't control your emotions, if we don't develop self-control, it will leave us hurt and vulnerable. Bible continues saying, Proverbs 29, 11, a fool expresses all his emotions, but a wise person controls them. A wise person knows that not, that not all that happens inside of us is worthy to come outside and show up. We all have heard people that have made a bad decision in life. I just couldn't keep myself from doing it. I felt that I just had to do it. I really felt that it was the right move to take. And people feel strongly about things. And they act on based on those feelings. But the Bible is filled with so many stories of people that were guided by their emotions because they lacked this ability. They lacked self-control. And we see that right from the very beginning. You see the story of Cain and his anger and what he did to his brother. You see the story of Abraham. And because of his fear, he lied time and time again to people. Ahab was a king and he was super jealous that he even caused the death of someone because of his jealousy. David was someone that struggled with lust. And we know that because of that he committed adultery, that he even committed murder. So uncontrolled feelings are dangerous territory. And maybe you've been living like, you feel like you've been living like a city with broken down walls. You feel that in your life, your own life, your emotions have guided you to take some bad decisions that now you have you are left to face the consequences. And bad decisions, because of emotions, they can leave us destroyed, like a broken uh, walled city. They leave us vulnerable to sin and hurt. So today we need to allow God to change the way that we deal with our emotions. So how should we do that? And that's the question for us this morning. How can God help us deal with the emotions, with this variety of things that we are feeling right now that we need God's help to deal with? How can we acknowledge our emotions without being led by our emotions? How can we be honest about our emotions 
when it's not always wise to act on our emotions. And the first thing that the Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 5, verses 5 to 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Never rely on what you think you know. Remember the Lord in everything you do, and he will show you the right way. The Bible tells us, trust in the Lord with all your heart. The Bible doesn't say, trust your emotions, trust your gut with all your heart. Our emotions are very much useful, yes, but emotions are not trustworthy. We cannot base our lives on emotions. Our hearts, they play tricks on us. They are indecisive. Emotions, they change all the time. They fluctuate because of our, our feelings not always point us to the truth. I don't know if you've ever been in a conversation with me or a debate or an exchange of ideas, but something that you have to learn about me, that I'm a very passionate person in expressing my opinions. Right, Gabby? Yes. I can be very passionate. And I don't even realize how passionate I am about my, the ideas that I'm exchanging that people sometimes are caught by surprise. It, it feels like I'm being super stubborn or, or just a terrible person and disrespectful. But it's just my way of expressing my, my ideas and my feelings. And sometimes, in the heat of the debate or the discussion, I continue to feel so passionate about a feeling, about an idea, that I don't even think anymore if I'm speaking about the truth or if I'm just speaking about what I feel is the truth. Because emotions, they do that to you. When we feel emotional about something, we might be blind and not acknowledge that our emotions are not pointing us to the truth. And after the heat of the debate of the conversation, I cannot tell you how many times I had after cooling down, well, I was wrong. I was simply wrong, and I have to acknowledge that. And we cannot allow our emotions to guide us to be our, the, the, what decides what is the truth, what is the reality. But the Bible does say that God is trustworthy. God is absolutely trustworthy. We need to trust him with all our hearts. He is a solid rock. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So when an emotion comes up, whatever that emotion might be, the Bible says we have to remember the Lord. When we are mad at our boss, we have to remember the Lord. When we feel passionate about a dream, about a vision that we've had, we need to remember the Lord. When we feel frustrated and overwhelmed with fear or anxiety, the Bible says we have to remember the Lord. The Bible is not saying deny what you're feeling. The Bible says remember who the Lord is. Don't trust merely your feelings or the way that you feel today. Remember to trust the Lord that is a solid rock. And ask God what he has to say about the way that you feel. He created you in love. He knows you inside out. He was the one that gave you the ability to feel in the first place. 
So ask him what he thinks, what he knows about the way that you feel. Allow God to be your source of help and not just the last resort. He will show you the right way. That's what the Bible promises us. He will help you identify and fix whatever needs to be fixed, even in the world of your emotions. Secondly, we need to practice self-control from the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 5 and this beautiful chapter. Gabby, can you please read? But the fruit that the Spirit produces in a person's life is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these kinds of things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified their sinful self. They have given up their old selfish feelings and the evil things they wanted to do. We get our new life from the Spirit, so we should follow the Spirit. What do we need to follow? The Spirit. That's, he's the one that we need to follow because there is a battle that it's inside of us. And the Bible in this translation calls old selfish feelings. And if we are honest, 90% of our feelings are about us. 90% of the things that we, we feel inside of us, of our emotions, are about us. We don't even feel about other people. It's just about us and our perspective on things. So this ability of, for example, thinking of others and live in love, live in peace, and di these different things, these attributes that come from the Holy Spirit, they're not natural to us. They're supernatural. We might have some quantity of love, some quantity of peace, some quantity of kindness, but circumstances will come where you are completely depleted. And you no longer have that love. You no longer have that peace. You no longer know what to, what to do. And you will lack self-control. But the Bible says that these things are a gift from the Holy Spirit that lives in us. The Bible says that if you have received Jesus in your heart and life as your Lord and Savior, you have the presence of the Holy Spirit with you. That's the, one of the biggest gifts that God has given you. And the Bible says that if you lack something, we need, we need to ask the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit, if he is the source of self-control, if we are lacking self-control, we need to ask the Holy Spirit. And I don't know you all very well, but if you're human as I think you are, we all need to improve in our self-control. How many bad decisions do we make on a daily basis because of impulsiveness, because of we always feel that we're right, because we're stubborn in our ways? We always need to come before the Lord. We need to remember the Lord, and we need to ask exactly what we need. If what we need is the fruit of the Holy Spirit in us that is able to go inside of us and contain and help control that broad range of emotions that we feel, the Bible says just ask the Holy Spirit. Just ask the Lord, and he will give you this ability. Thirdly, we need to guard our hearts. The Bible says, Proverbs, again, chapter 4, verse 23, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. And when Solomon refers to guarding the heart, as we, we saw, it's the inner core of a person is the, where our thoughts, our emotions, our desires are at. So we need to guard our hearts 
above anything else. Meaning we have to be careful on what we let in. There are so many things that we can let in inside our lives. There are many conversations, many TV shows and movies, music, uh, environments, many different ideas that we know that we will always react to whatever it is that is coming in. You cannot watch a movie or a TV show or be part of a conversation without feeling anything. It's not possible. Or you will feel bored or exhausted or you will feel passionate about it. You want to you wanna do it. You want to pursue that because your emotions will always react to what you take in. And forgive me this expression, but if you're taking in things that we can consider and the Bible considers garbage, you're going to be reacting emotionally to garbage. So whatever emotion, uh, whatever emotion that you're feeling uh, based on what you're going, go, it, what is going inside of you, it's going to damage and affect your life in one way or the other. That's why the Bible is saying above everything else, above anything else, you need to keep your heart safe. You need to be careful on what you let in. Because feelings that may develop may be temptation and become a temptation to you. It's tempta and temptation is that, um, it's that attraction that we feel to do what is opposed to what the Word of God says. What is the will of God for us? Temptation lures us with the promises of happiness, of pleasure, of fulfillment. But the end result is always the opposite. Psalm 119 verse 11 says, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. You also guard your heart by filling it up with what is good. You guard your heart by filling it up with the word of God, with God's promises. You, you, you fill it up when, when you know that the word of God promises you things that you will never lack anything. The Bible says that Jesus has come to give us abundant life. So it means that if you feel, fill yourself with God, if you fill yourself with the promises of God, you will not lack anything. Sometimes people say that Christian life is boring. Sometimes people say that Christians, they don't have no fun. They don't know what to do. And, and being quite honest, some, some Christians are quite boring. It's true. But Christian life, life with Jesus is anything but boring. Life with God is a life of excitement. It's a life of adrenaline. God is a God of deep and strong emotions. He gave us the ability to feel. And when we dive into the world of God, when we dive into the promises of God, when we dive into the life that God has prepared for us, it's an exciting life. It's a life full of challenges. It's a life full of accomplishments. It's a life full of things that you will experience because the life that Jesus came to gain for you is an abundant life. You will find this pleasure. You will find this fulfillment in your family life. You will find fulfillment in your work life. You will find fulfillment in your friendships, in your spouse, in your marital sex life. There's fulfillment when you live according to the will of God, to the things that God has revealed that he has for you. So we need to guard our emotions 
by guarding our hearts of taking things in that are not according to God's will. Because everything we do will flow from whatever's inside of us. And finally, I want us to do something else about our emotions that it's actually in the Bible in a very strong way. We need to talk about our emotions. And that's why we're speaking about it this morning. We need to talk with others about our emotions. And first and foremost, we need to talk with God about our emotions. I love this passage in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 to 7. It says, do not worry about anything. Talk with God about everything. Thank him for what you have. Ask him for what you need. Then God will give you peace. A peace which is too wonderful to understand. That peace will keep your hearts and minds safe as you trust in Christ Jesus. So when anxiety strikes, when you feel in love, when you feel confident, talk with God about everything. I don't know who needs to hear this this morning, but whatever it is that you're feeling today, you need to have an honest conversation with God about it. He loves you. There is nothing that you feel today. There is no emotion in you that can separate you from the love that God has for you in Christ Jesus. God loves you so much and he understands you. He knows what you're going through. He knows when you feel fear about the future. As Gabby says, we look into the future, it feels like we're going straight into a storm. But we can talk with God about it. We can let him know. We can let know God about our feelings, our emotions, our anxieties, our sadness. God knows when our heart is pounding and we're not being able to control the way that we feel. God knows. And he loves us. And he's right there for us. And the Bible says, speak with God about it. And God is not just someone that you can unload the feelings and your thoughts and your emotions. God is someone that promises you something that he promised over 2,000 years ago. That he will be with you and he will feel, fill your heart with peace. That's not something that we can understand. The Bible says it's too wonderful to understand and it's true. I don't know how he does it. But I can testify that he does. I can testify that no matter what is going on in, in my life, no matter how I'm feeling at a certain point in my life, I know that God is able to give me peace. I know that God is able to make me safe because I've experienced him in my life. And many of you have experienced so many different challenges in life, but you have experienced the peace that comes from the Lord. When you open up to him, First, when we tell him, Lord, I don't know why am I feeling this way. I don't know why I'm so overwhelmed with fear. I don't know why I'm so overwhelmed with uh, sadness. I don't know why I'm so overwhelmed with unforgiveness. But Lord, that's how I feel. Please do something. And God comes through. God comes through. What we're talking about is the word of the Lord and his word is the truth and we need to apply it in our lives 
Secondly, we can also talk to someone that is trustworthy. Whenever you feel overwhelmed by the way um, that your, your heart is, is feeling, we can talk with someone trustworthy. Did you know that Jesus did the same? Did you know that Jesus himself, when he felt overwhelmed, that he found people to talk to and to open up about his emotions? Let's read in Mark chapter 14, verses 32 and 33. They came to a place called Gethsemane, and Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. Then he took Peter, James, and John with him. Distress and anguish came over him, and he said to them, the sorrow in my heart is so great that it almost crushes me. So Jesus was surrounded with many people. But the Bible says that in the moment of grief, in the moment of intense suffering, Jesus chose three friends in order to open up his heart to them. And if the Son of God needed to do this, how much more we? We need to find people that are trustworthy, that we can open up about the things that we are feeling. Because I don't think I need to tell you what happens when you bottle up your feelings and your emotions and you don't open up to anyone about them. So watch how Jesus was honest. Watch how Jesus wasn't just putting, I'm invincible. I can do all things. I'm, I'm the son of God. I will be able to do this and that. That's not the example our Lord and Savior gave to us. We need to be honest. So people that are trustworthy, if you don't know, if you happen to be alone, you don't have many people that you can open up, you can always open up to your pastors, to your elders. They're trustworthy people. They're, your home group leaders are people that are trustworthy if, if you happen to need a professional help, Carolyn is a professional counselor. She will be more than happy to help you. But please, if you're struggling with emotions that come time and time again and are affecting your joy, they're affecting the outcomes of your life. If you don't know what to do with the feelings and the emotions that you feel, please seek help. Please talk with someone. And just that gesture alone, of opening up to someone that's more than 50% of all the help that you're going to need. Finally, I want to invite the worship team to come. And I want to share with you the last thing that God wants us to do with our emotions. And lastly, we need to face our emotions. God doesn't want us to deny our emotions he doesn't want us to pretend or, or vilify our emotions. Just you making, just feeling so terrible because you're feeling something that is not helpful. No. God just wants you to acknowledge, be honest of the way that you feel. And secondly, facing our emotions, it's remembering that you are not what your emotions tell you are. You are not what your emotions say you are. We are what God says that we are. As we've seen before, our emotions are misleading. Our emotions, they, sometimes they want to take over and take the steering wheel of our lives. And sometimes people believe more about their emotions, about their feelings, than what the Bible says that they are. But however you feel today, 
What you feel does not define who you are. If you are a Christ follower, if you've surrendered your heart to Jesus, then the Bible says that you are loved, that you are forgiven, that you are a child of God, that you are a new creation in his name, that you have love in the presence of the Holy Spirit in you, that you have the power of God to do all things. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, Christ gives me the strength to face anything. Do you believe in this verse? Do you believe in this verse? Don, do you believe in this verse? God gives us the power to face all things. He gives us the strength to face anything. God gives us the power to face our emotions. So as we are in the presence of God, and I want to invite you all to stand with me. And as we ask ourselves this very intimate question, as you close your eyes this morning and you ask your heart, how are you? How's your inner life? How are you handling your emotions? Do you feel that you're in control of your emotions or do you feel that your life is being controlled by your emotions? God has power and strength to give you so that you can face anything. Not just the circumstances that are around you, but even the emotions that you're feeling this morning. And maybe you, you are feeling like you're broken already. Like you're a broken walled city, like you're already vulnerable because emotions are just there all the time and you don't know what to do. You want to trust the Lord, but it's so hard because you feel so many different things. As we come before the Lord in honesty, in openness, God does not want us to carry a burden. God doesn't, didn't create feelings to be a burden on you. God didn't create feelings to be <laughs> this immense thing that withholds you from experiencing the abundant life that God has in store for you. No. God wants you to share of the abundant life that he has created you to experience with your emotional world. Maybe there are unresolved feelings, unresolved emotions. And the first thing that we all need to do, the first thing that the Bible says that we need to do is that we need to talk with God about everything. So let's do that this morning. As we come before God, talk with Him. If you feel sadness, tell God, God, I feel sad. I don't know exactly why. This light in my dashboard is just blinking. Lord, help me know what's inside of me. Come inside of me. Show me what's going on and help me. Fix, help me fix or please fix whatever it is there. 
Maybe you are just being driven by your emotions of, I want to accomplish this, I want to do that. You're living according to how you feel. And you need to take a step back and say, God, before I go into this, God, is this your will for my life? Is this what you want me to do? So let's come before the Lord. And as we worship, let's have an honest time with the Holy Spirit.